and hello and welcome to the Weatherman Report. I'm Brick Myers, your host, and thank you for joining me on the most wet podcast out there. All of you that are listening right now are super kind of nice people, as today we're going to go through my personal top 10 NBA all-time. Now, once again, this is my top 10, so don't be offended, don't kill me, but this is my top 10. And we're going to go through plenty of NBA statistics and everything that you can think going on for the next few episodes of the Weatherman Report. And starting off as number 10 on my all-time list, I have the one and only, the Diesel, Shaquille O'Neal, Hall of Famer, 15-time All-Star, 4-time NBA Champion, 3-time All-Defensive Team, 2-time Scoring Champ, 14-time All-NBA, Three times finals MVP. And let's not forget that he was an MVP winner in the 2000 season. Now Shaq has had a very, very, very just dominant career throughout his 19-year campaign in the NBA. But overall he's played... 1,200 games, 1,207 to be exact. And his overall points per game at 23.7 points per game and about 11 boards. And knowing that he was just such a dominant force throughout his whole career, even even at the latter end of his career, just nobody wanted to play against him because he was just the diesel. Like, how are you going to cover somebody that's 320 pounds, can move... Like a, like a horse, you know, down the court. Like, how are you going to stop him? I mean, he started off in the 1992-1993 season in Orlando as a rookie and just had an incredible rookie season, averaging 23.4 points per game and about 14 boards. And it just got better and better, especially when he went to the Lakers as he got traded in 1996 to the LA Lakers where him and Kobe formed one of the best dynamic duos of all time and in that time he was averaging right around 28 points per game during that span as an LA Laker and then of course he won another chip and as a member of the Miami Heat well thanks to Flash aka D Wade as he had about three years stint in Miami, three or four years stint, and then went to Phoenix, Cleveland, and then finished his career in Boston. And it's pretty tough to be such a L.A. Laker Hall of Famer, pretty much, and then go to the arch rival in the Boston Celtics. But hey, Shaquille O'Neal, number ten, he was just the most dominant player to ever step foot on a basketball court. Like, you can't move him. Now, if he would have taken care of his body, 
he probably would be higher because towards the latter end of his career, I mean, he was averaging only about 12 points per game. And that's about the last five or six seasons. So he just did not take very good care of his body. Unlike some of these other players in my top 10. And number nine might be a little controversial. Because a lot of people don't talk about him very much. I think he's very underrated when it comes to a top list. But he is the most dominant power forward to ever step foot on a basketball court. And not to mention, he's one of the most unselfish players to ever play the game. And I'm talking about the big fundamental in Tim Duncan. Now the big fundamental, sure, he only averaged throughout his career 19 points per game, about 11 boards, and 3 assists. But if you look at his numbers, his numbers were consistent all throughout his career. He was averaging all right around 20 points per game until the latter end of his career. And he gave up scoring all those points when he noticed that, you know, I'm not going to win championships until I sacrifice something. And so he sacrificed a lot of his scoring to help the team win when they had Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker, and then, you know, at the later end of his career, Kawhi Leonard. And, you know, Tim Duncan... He just was one of the newest members of the Hall of Fame. But he's a 15-time All-Star, 15-time All-NBA, 5-time NBA champion. As he gave up so much to get those 5 championships. And he's a 15-time All-Defensive player. And that's something nobody really talks about about Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan was just on a whole nother stratosphere when it came to being an elite rim protector throughout his career. But he's also a two-time MVP, a three-time finals MVP. And, you know, sure, he played for the San Antonio Spurs, and a lot of people might say, oh, he's a system player. If he played for other systems, he wouldn't have been as successful. My personal opinion, I think he would have had better numbers if he didn't play for the Spurs. Would he have as many championships? Probably not. But if you were to let Tim Duncan just score the ball every time, he could have done that because he was the most dominant power forward to ever play. And it's very controversial because I personally love Kevin Garnett, but it's not favoritism in this. It's what I think is an all-time great. And Tim Duncan is, I believe, the number nine best player to ever step on a basketball court. And then number eight is the one and only Black Mamba, Kobe Bryant. Rest in paradise as he passed away earlier this year. But he's one of the newest members of the Hall of Fame with Tim Duncan. And honestly, Kobe Bryant's pretty self-explanatory. Kobe Bryant's literally just what an unbelievable just stretch he had on scoring the basketball. I mean, he averaged 25 points for his career. 
And he was only a one-time MVP, but let's face it, he should have been a three-time MVP. Two, maybe. He was a 18-time All-Star. My apologies. 18-time All-Star. Five-time NBA champion. Two-time scoring champ. 15-time All-NBA. And a two-time Finals MVP. And, of course, he won All-Star MVP four times. Can't take that away from him either. And he just... Kobe was so dominant for... Just during the whole 2000s. Like, he... Even when he was with Shaq and people were saying he was the Robin to Shaq's Batman. Kobe was not a Robin. During those championship runs, Kobe was Batman. Well, Shaq was Batman. They just had two Batman. And you can't say that much about many teams. Because you look back at, like, you know, you might say MJ Scotty. Dynamic duo. Well, MJ Scotty was the biggest definition of a Batman and a Robin. Because Scotty was definitely not close to as good as Michael Jordan. Now, Scotty Pippen, top 50 player to ever to play. Terrific player. But it's not the it's not the differential between Shaq and Kobe. Because Shaq, if he was having a little bit of down game, Kobe would step up. If Kobe was having kind of a bad game, Shaq would step up. And that's how you know you have two Batman when you, that happens. And just looking at just some of these statistics man like Kobe during the 2000s was just heads above a, just the goat of the 2000s as in the 2005-2006 season averaged 35.4 points per game in the very next season 31.6 and honestly Kobe went on that one run where where just he was averaging like 55 points per game in like a seven or nine game stretch and like how can you stop that he's just a black mamba you try and stop if you try and stop him he will strike and you don't want kobe to strike telling you that right now you do not want kobe to strike because kobe was one bad dude one bad dude and played his whole career on the Lakers, and let's face it, he'll probably go down as contra, probably the easily the top three best Lakers to play. As both his numbers, he's the only NBA player to have both numbers retired, number eight, and number twenty-four. And it's just respect to, you know, what a phenomenal player and just what he did off the court for the community of LA you know you can't really ask for much he just always wanted to make people better just not even as basketball players but just as people and you can't ask for anything better and then this is where it kind of gets a little controversial but number seven I have Larry Legend the white dude, Larry Bird, averaged 24.3 points per game for his career. And I think his career could have even been better. You know, he didn't have the longevity of a career that Kobe had or Shaq or LeBron. But Larry Legend, 
if you talk to anybody that played against him, that dude was a bad dude. Golly, there's been some quotes that said, you know what, if I need a shot, if I need a game-winning shot, I'm, I'm putting the ball in Michael Jordan's hands. But if it's a shot for my life, I'm putting it in Larry Bird's hands. And I'll tell you something, being a 12-time All-Star, 3-time NBA champion, 3-time All-Defensive, 10-time All-NBA, he was a 3-time MVP and a 2-time Finals MVP. And honestly, I look at Larry Bird's numbers, and you know what? You can make the case Kobe's better than him. That's fair. But I also look at who Larry Bird had around him. Now, I bet you Larry Bird could have averaged more points if he was on not on the Boston Celtics. Would he have won as many championships? Maybe not. But when you have just a bunch of scorers such as Kevin McHale, Robert Parrish, you know, it's pretty hard to score all the points when, you know, you need to get your two dynamic big men the ball in certain points of the game to get you about 20 points per game. But Larry Legend, as he, you know, played not the longest career, you know, he only played to the 1991-1992 season. Which is crazy. He only played to 35. Which, you know, nowadays NBA, that's it's a pretty good career. But, you know, with today's technology and medicine, players are playing until they're solid 36, 37, 38. And, you know, not much has changed. But just looking at Larry Bird, you know, even his last his last season in the NBA he was averaging 20 points per game on a bad back and I'm a guy that has a back injury and I'll tell you something I cannot imagine averaging 20 points per game on a bad back like Larry Bird so that's why I got Larry Legend as number seven and on my poll I did a pull on who do you think is better Wilt Chamberlain Bill Russell. Now, a lot of people have Bill Russell above Wilt Chamberlain. Personally, I have Bill Russell at six. I just think Bill Russell, you know what, he's the ultimate winner. I mean, speak for it speaks for its, it speaks for itself. 11 NBA championships. Won 11 NBA championships in 13 years. Like, that's just the ultimate definition of winning. He's a 12-time All-Star and 11-time All-NBA. And, of course, he's a 5-time MVP. Now, to be fair, we don't know how, you know, he was a, one of the best defenders of all time. best One of the best rim protectors Bill Russell was. But there was no block or steal statistic when Bill Russell played. So, it's hard to say, you know... If he was the best shot blocker of all time, because we don't have stats to, to examine that, but, A, we know that he was a pretty darn good shot blocker. 
Bill Russell was just the definition of being a team captain to lead your team to victories. But you know what? The reason why I have Bill Russell behind Wilt Chamberlain is because Bill Russell averaged 15.1 points per game. And yes, he averaged twenty about 23 rebounds, which is ridiculous. I mean, just think about an NBA player in today's game averaging 20-plus boards. That would just be mind-boggling. But Bill Russell, I just think that Wilt Chamberlain always got the best of him. But Bill Russell always had better teams. I think Bill Russell, you know, he had played with just so many Hall of Famers. Not trying to take something away from Wilt because I think Wilt played with quite a few Hall of Famers himself. But, I mean, the Boston Celtics were so stacked during that time period. And, you know, Wilt Chamberlain just put up an outrageous stat line against every time he played Bill Russell. But Bill Russell would come up with having teammates that got clutch steals at the very end or hit big buckets at the very end. So, Bill Russell, I have at number six. Don't kill me if you're a Bill Russell huge fan but you know he's the ultimate winner but I can't take him over my number five which is Wilt Chamberlain who is arguably the most dominant player the most dominant force to ever step foot on the courts between him or Shaq that's that's it I mean literally if you were to look at the NBA record book it's just Wilt Chamberlain. Like, Wilt Chamberlain is everywhere. Only player to ever score 100 points in a game. I mean, he's a 13-time All-Star. 11-time... My apologies. A 7-time scoring champ. 2-time NBA champion. A 10-time All-NBA. 4-time MVP. And... He did win two rings, and he was the finals MVP in one of those rings he got in 1971 to 1972, but he also has the highest point average, he's tied with Michael Jordan of all time with 30.1 points average throughout his career, and just looking just at, at his statistics it's just outrageous I mean as a rookie he averaged 37.6 points per game while averaging 27 rebounds now yes the NBA was so different back then and what was just like an alien playing back in this back in the 60s but hey stats are just off the off this planet is what Will Chamberlain is. As looking at the nineteen sixty one to sixty two season when he played for Philly, he averaged fifty points per game. Fifty points in a season. That is yet to ever be done. And Will Chamberlain did it. Oh yeah, and he was averaging twenty five boards also. Now, 
do I think that we'll, we'll be able to do the same stuff in today's NBA or the 80s, 90s, blah, blah, blah? We don't know. This is why I think the top 10 lists of all time, it's so controversial because how do you prove that someone's better when someone's just so dominant in one era and another player's dominant in another? How the heck do you point out who's better than who because if they didn't play against each other how could, how do you know so Will Chamberlain though is my number 5 the most dominant force with Shaquille O'Neal to ever step forward on a basketball court and then now going to number 4 is the best point guard to ever step foot on a court and I know Steph Curry is chasing him. Uh, Steph Curry's, in my opinion, the second best point guard to ever step foot on a court. But Magic Johnson. Irvin Magic Johnson is number four for my all-time list. Once again, not the longest career. I mean, mainly because of, of course, the HIV incident and you know but still put up some pretty outrageous numbers but you know being a six foot nine point guard who just totally revolutionized the game of basketball today was magic johnson i mean the showtime lakers were literally what people were paying to watch for the nba nobody's watching the nba before showtime lakers came out to play and that Magic Johnson-Larry Bird rivalry was just one of the most historic rivalries in all of sports. And that's what made the Lake, LA Lakers and Boston Celtics such a, just a bloodbath of a rivalry. You had Larry Bird, Larry Legend, who was just, who was wet like water from everywhere as a shooter. And then Magic Johnson, who was just the orchest, orchestrator of just a phenomenal offense that made... Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, James Worthy, Byron Scott, just made so many players just look so much better than, I'm not going to say as they were, but they but Magic Johnson just made everyone around him so much better because of how terrific of a teammate and a leader he was. I mean, being a six foot nine point guard who had eyes in the back of his head was fast, was creative with the basketball. I mean, he averaged right around 20 points per game for his career, 19.5. But he averaged 11.2 assists. And knowing that his career was cut so short because of HIV, I mean, I'm pretty sure that Magic Johnson could have broken some records if it wasn't for the HIV incident that happened. But knowing that he came back after not playing for four years, for four seasons, came back at the age of 36 and was still able to put up almost 15 points per game and and also seven assists, that's outrageous. Magic Johnson is one of those players that, you know, we're, we were just lucky to have him for as long as we did. So, yes, Magic Johnson 
is my number four. And now going to my number three is the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. UCLA legend. Luol Cinder, a.k.a. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Who was a 19-time All-Star, Hall of Famer, two-time scoring champion. Four-time blocks champion. 15-time All-NBA. Six-time MVP, so he has the most MVPs in NBA history. Two-time Finals MVPs, an 11-time All-Defensive player, and a six-time NBA champion. So, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who played for the Bucks and the Lakers. You know, what a fantastic career he had. You know, played almost right around 20, played 20 seasons. And put up 24.6 points per game, 11 boards, and right around 4 assists on right around 56% shooting from the field. I mean, that's a very, very consistent player right there. And, you know, he had the most unstoppable move in all, in all sports, if we're being honest, in the skyhook. As Kareem stepped on the court in Milwaukee and was averaging right around 30 points per game as a rookie. And what numbers he put up. And funny thing about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you're wondering how he went from Milwaukee to the Lakers. Well, my uncle, Dave Myers, was the person the Lakers traded to Milwaukee for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. To go to the Lakers. So just adding a little. Personal taste to this. That Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Would not be on the Lakers. Would have never played for the Lakers. If it wasn't for my uncle. So. Pretty thankful to have that Magic Kareem duo. Don't we. But yes. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Was just. Probably the. Greatest. All just greatest. Basketball player. From high school, college, NBA to ever play the game. Now, I'm not saying he's the greatest player playing the NBA. He's number three. But if you're going from just all around from when he stepped foot in high school to, to college at UCLA and then in the NBA, he is the greatest player to do that. Like, he was the best in high school, he was the best in college, and he was the best in the NBA when he was playing. So, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is number three on my list. And now going to number two, and this is another controversial one for all the stands out there. But I have LeBron James as my number two. LBJ, the chosen one, Akron Hammer. LeBron is, you know, I'm not going to lie. I'm not a big LeBron fan. I respect him. He's such a dynamic player. He's changed the game. Being a small forward that could play point guard, as we saw this season for the LA Lakers. But he's a 16-time All-Star 
three-time NBA champ, six-time All-Defensive, three-time All-Star MVP, four-time MVP, three-time Finals MVP, and he was a scoring champion in 2007, 2008, and he was a 15-time All-NBA. And LeBron James, you know what, knowing that he was one of the biggest names to really come out of high school and just turn up right when he stepped foot on an NBA court. I mean, he's still playing today, and he's still putting up insane numbers at the age of 35. He's still putting up 20, 25 25, about 7, and 11 assists. And this is his first season at playing point guard. And, I mean, what can you say? LBJ is just one of those players that we're going to miss when he retires. And, heck, we don't know when that's going to be. I mean, he still looks like he could play another five or six seasons. I mean, he's in such great shape, such terrific shape, and just basically everywhere he's gone. When he went to Cleveland, you know, when he was playing for Cleveland, his hometown, he was like the chosen one, obviously. Then he went to Miami, which and people in Cleveland hated him for it. But then he learned how to win in Miami, which I think, you know, everyone tries giving LeBron all the love and all this. But this reason why I don't have him above MJ was because I think that there was just too many people that saved those championship runs. Like, I only think LeBron might have won one championship if it wasn't for some things to happen in the NBA Finals. But not trying to take anything away from him because LeBron is one of those forces that we'll probably never see again. And you know what? I think that he's one of the most special players to ever touch a basketball. I mean, what he can do as a physical specimen is something that you know, you'll you'll never see. It's almost like do- dominance like Shaq and Wilt Chamberlain, but in a small forward's body. I mean, that's LeBron James for you. But LBJ is a terrific defender. I think he's kind of been adequate, though, the last few years because he's had to carry such a big load. But, you know what, still, you wonder why... He's not above MJ. It's because I don't think he's the best. He's never been the best defender in the NBA. And I don't think he ever will be. As, once again, my number one, as I kind of just hinted at it, is the, is the airness. His airness. Michael Jeffrey Jordan. And Michael Jordan. And yes, I'm a fanboy of Michael Jordan. Hate me, love me, whatever. But more people agree that Michael Jordan is the best player to ever step foot on a basketball court. As he equaled out Wilt Chamberlain's 30.1 points per game for his career, averaged six rebounds and five assists, 
And this is after he played for the Wizards when he was 40 years old and, like, basically out of the NBA already. Michael Jeffrey Jordan, greatest shooting guard to ever step foot on a court, 14-time All-Star, as he only played, you know, he didn't play, have a very long career because he retired twice. I mean, it's pretty hard to, you know, keep a, longe- a longevity of a career if you retire multiple times. And knowing that he still put up these crazy numbers, you know, Michael Jordan is just, he was the most unguardable player in NBA history. Like, how do you guard him? And yes, people might say, oh, well, just make him shoot three-pointers. Look, at he's such a bad three-point shooter. I mean, his best year, he was only, you know, I mean, there's one year he shot 42%. But for most of his career, he was only about a 30% three-point shooter. So just make him shoot threes. Well, back in the 90s, no one shot threes. Like, I mean, it was, he shot a couple threes a game. Now, would would Michael Jordan, if he played in today's era, modernize his game? Of course. Would he still be as dominant? Uh, Yes. Michael Jordan was just the most freakish player to ever put on basketball shoes. Not to mention, he was a three-time steals champion, ten-time scoring champion, Nine-time All-Defensive Team. Five-time MVP. And six-time six time Finals MVP. As he won six rings. Six and zero in the Finals. And that is why Michael Jordan is heads above LeBron. He's the GOAT. I don't want people having this debate anymore because I think LeBron and Michael Jordan are two completely different players. But if you want a, to win a basketball game, a finals, you want Michael Jordan on your team. I am sorry for all you LeBron James stands out there. But Michael Jordan is the best player to play the game of basketball. As he was just 